Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Podcastica, a Doctor Who review podcast here on NOTLG.com, episode 155, The Gunfighters. Very, very, uh, man, we're going to get to it. But before we do, my name is John, and joining me every time we hear the same song over and over again is my good friend Taylor Taylor. Hey. There's there's blood in the sawdust or something, I don't know. Uh, yeah, and spilled milk on the dance floor. Wait, now. That's somebody else. That probably is somebody else. I think it is. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Um, I'm great, because... It um, should we do our our biweekly? Um, how's the bus doing? Update. Uh, absolutely. Okay. So, in full disclosure, here I was a complete doof, and um, I think last time we recorded, it was like, oh, we kind of got it started, but it wasn't sounding too good, and I got a bunch of other stuff I got to check. Well, it, it turns out I had the number three and number four spark plug wires swapped. Oh, um, no. <laughs> and we didn't figure that out until late this past Sunday evening. And, oh. and thankfully, it was Kobe who said something. And I was like, no, 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 it's 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 this wire. He's like, no, I'm pretty sure it's this wire. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's go out and look real quick. And sure enough, he was right. So swapped him, and it fired right up. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> at least at least it's working. Yes. Oh. Yes. So very excited about that. Oh, lame, but also great. Spend a little time, just do the fine tuning next weekend, and yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll at least be a runner. Well, great. Yeah, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. It's week two of my new job. Um, yeah. Very busy, uh, very tired, but I love everybody I work with. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and I'm excited to, uh, to make some not you know make some tweaks in the uh warehouse to so hopefully everything is more enjoyable for everyone so i'm right I'm, yeah i'm excited about it um excellent yeah uh i'm glad that we are recording today as <laughs> as well because uh yesterday um i actually went to work yesterday for a little bit on a, sunday. Hell, on a sunday my heavens yeah um and then i texted you and i said i'm being told it'll be a 12-hour day tomorrow and it was nowhere near a 12-hour day so here we are recording nice. on schedule oh and also i mean just in in other news um i'm gonna be 36 on saturday oh my gosh that's absolutely <laughs> right and then yes. the following monday um, Lauren and I are going on a, uh, a carnival cruise. Wow. For a whole week. Holy moly. Technically it's crashed into three days. Crash into our recording. No, it should. Okay. No, 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 no. Oh, mm. <laughs> actually, no. You know what? If I, uh, I'm going to, I'll see if these, well, did I mention this in the notes? Let me check my notes here just real quick. Oh no, you're right because that's one week out. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it was two weeks out. Well, but also it, it is it is one week, but the week after that we would record, so I would have to uh, crunch that in real quick because we get back yeah. on the tenth and then the eleventh, twelfth, and then we would record on the thirteenth. 
Um, is, but don't it. worry. I um, have the technology, so I should, we should, we'll be fine. Don't worry. Slap it on a device and bring it with you. That's what I'm going to do. Nice. Well, I mean, <laughs> there you go. There, there's, there's the old update. Also, um, you told me, uh, I think this, do you want to preview um, what we're going to hear come May 1st or the couple of days around there? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, Seb and I have recorded uh, May's episode of If Memory Serves, and that'll drop at the beginning of May. It's our, our PBS memories. Uh, we grew up watching a lot of PBS. Um and we actually had to trim it down to five choices each. And oh. I think we've got enough sitting around to do a uh, sequel episode to that at some point in the future. Oh, great. Yeah. Sounds like yeah, fun. Check that's that out. Cool. And that'll drop on May 1st, yes? That'll drop May 1st. Excellent. So that of Wednesday, yeah. Thursday. Also, folks, uh, if you notice episodes coming out a little earlier on the day, it's because I'm waking up earlier. So there you go. <laughs> It's just this is this is the life I lead now. It's not a bad thing. You're no, working. It's great. I I love it. Good. So let's get into uh, our who news here before we talk about the gunfighters. Yeah, definitely. Well, we have now found out which season of Classic Who will be getting the Blu-ray treatment next, and it is season ten. Oh, with, uh, John Pertwee as the Doctor. We've got Katie Manning as Joe Grant. Um, and uh, she actually recorded a uh, rather cute little uh, uh, promo uh, or trailer for it uh, see, with in, her yeah, uh, husband, who she actually met on the set of, I think it was The Green Death. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Dude. It is uh, due to be released Monday, July 8th of this year, the day after what would have been john pertwee's 100th birthday oh dude look at this cover art yeah this is great? amazing we will have a link to that in the show oh so you guys can man check it out if you haven't already it looks so good there's the three yeah. doctors yeah oh that's great also um man i would i why hasn't john pertwee's son ever done any doctor who stuff he's on know. gotham did you know that uh yes i did actually sean pertwee yeah why why oh why sir i guess he was it says he oh that his dad was known for yes obviously (laughs) i wish man that would have been great right let's uh, let's hope that happens someday i think that would be a lot of fun anyway likewise anyway um yeah in in at least doctor who adjacent news um, because, hey, if news involving Rachel Talalay pops up, I'm going to share it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Um, she has signed on to direct a film adaptation of a children's book series called A Babysitter's Guide to Monster Hunting. Interesting. I this think is going to be for Netflix. Cool. Yeah. Um, and the story concerns a babysitter recruited by a quote-unquote secret society of badass babysitters who protect children destined to change the world. After her latest charge is kidnapped by monsters. Hmm. Now is it? I'm sorry. Is this a movie or a series? Um, it says film adaptation. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, That's so going to be cool. Be, yeah. I'm. I'm. A, I mean, it's a children's book series, so it's. I'm guessing it's going to be geared towards kids, but I'll be really curious to see 
like Rachel Talladay's directing style. Yeah, in absolutely. Toward kids. Um, I'm, I, I'm definitely going to check it out. I mean, we've got, obviously we've got Netflix, so that's, that's going to pop up at some point. I mean, like, yep, yeah, I'm going to watch that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I will for sure check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and lastly tonight, as I click the pop-up to make it go away, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks sci-fi wire. Um, so the, uh, Neil Gaiman series, good omens, uh, the creators actually have challenged fans to find all the doctor who Easter eggs that they have dropped into the show. Yeah. I saw this article and it's very interesting because, he mentions like one of the he's like, all right, I'll give you a hint. And he talks about it. And apparently when he's telling the crowd, they were like, oh, like they got all shocked. <laughs> I'm like, all right, everybody calm down. But also, oh, my God. Super yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I I think that's really neat. I mean, I've, I've heard people talk really good things about this. I I've, I've honestly have not read the books. I don't know that much about it. Yeah. Um, but the simple fact that we've got um, a bunch of Doctor Who Easter eggs sprinkled throughout six episodes i'm like well that might be worth an investment I'll, I'll check that out and try to find them yeah so i'm looking at my uh what is this from my time my time scoop or my time hop or whatever it's called i'll, I'll call it the time scoop hi mike um, <laughs> hi mike <laughs> and a quote from me from two years ago finished episode three if if it keeps up this will be the best season of who since it came back in 2005 quote quote me now is this am i talking about season 10 here um i am i am talking about yes yes. because i just opened it and people said yes bill is the best um i mean uh you could quote me but i think i was wrong series nine was the best (laughs) Uh, well yeah yeah i would i would still venture to say that series nine was the best i mean series 10 had a ton of awesome potential yes but that that monk trilogy in the middle kind of just Woo. stumbled a bit oh yeah and i mean that was even i mean we talked about it that was even a quadruple g kind of technically a little bit yeah quadrilogy i like that, that. i like that one better thank you you are welcome so four parter <laughs> yes <laughs> or a three and a half parter yeah anyway this week, guys, we watched The Gunfighters, uh, starring William Hartnell as the Doctor, Jackie Lane as Dodo, Peter, uh, oh boy. Per- oh, think, per- think of what a cat does. Pervies. Pervs, yes. Uh, as Steven. Uh, John Alderson as the fantastic Wyatt Earp. Anthony Jacobs as Doc Holliday. Uh, it was written by Donald Cotton and directed by Rex Tucker. Which is probably the most American-sounding British name possible. Absolutely. It first aired April 30th to May 21st, 1966, and it is the eighth story of season three. And Taylor, I do believe you got a whole bunch of story notes for us. You know, I really kind of wish I had the soundboard software running that I had (laughs) uh, when we recorded If Memory Serves, because I would find a spittoon sound. Oh, man, that would have been great. Spit, patink. <laughs> uh, yes, I do have some story notes, and I'm not going to do them in an accent because you guys will all tune out in about three seconds. That's fine. I'm, I start doing that. I'm, um, done, I'm done with the accent. No, no, no. I'm, you're yours? That's fine. Oh, Mine, thank you. You don't want that. 
So we always like talking about working titles that uh, these stories had. And this one uh, had the working titles of The Wild West, The Gun Dash Fighters, big difference, guys, yes. and The Gun Slingers. Now, I mistakenly, every time I tried to look for it, uh, put The Gun Slingers. Ah. Maybe they should have went with that. It. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So this was Doctor Who's, yes, first attempt at a Western and indeed the first story in any medium principally set in the u.s interesting mm-hmm. Very yep interesting. and i you know what we'll, we'll talk about it but i you know i was kind of impressed by the the size and scope of the sets and stuff. oh yes we are definitely going to talk about that but we will get there um the role of johnny ringo um who played drums in the clanton band yes yeah <laughs> got it okay <laughs> um, was actually offered to veteran actor patrick troughton i've never heard of him no, he's he was a funny little kind of uh, goofy guy. He liked playing the the recorder a lot. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Right. But obviously, soon to be cast yeah. as the second Doctor. But he was too busy. He was busy at the time. He was wow. Busy. This would have been it did very interesting, right? That would have been crazy. It would have set a very interesting precedent because obviously we've had. You know, actors in Doctor Who would later go on to be the Doctor. Yes. Um, And this would be, you know, an interesting uh, uh, first example of that. Yes, it would. Uh, Anthony Jacobs, who plays Doc Holliday, was the father of Matthew Jacobs and brought his son onto the stent. Now, this younger Jacobs, Matthew Jacobs, later wrote the 1996 TV movie. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Look at that. Hell. Doc Holliday in this in this story got quite a bit of a crazy eye going on at times. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, now this story's poor ratings and low audience appreciation figures strengthened Innis Lloyd's argument that historical stories should just be axed. Though two more were produced before the format was eventually dropped. Uh, I disagree, but I'm also uh, a sucker for a western, so. Yeah, I get it. I I am too in many ways. Um, I mean, frankly, I mean, I know that the story or that Doctor Who was kind of uh, started with the idea of, well, let's teach people some stuff about history. And I'm sure there were a lot of historicals um, for a while there. So I I can kind of get why people might get tired of it. But the two that we had in this last season, I thought were fantastic. So, you know historicals are good when used in moderation yes (laughs) fair enough um but there was also some when i was reading all the stuff on tardis wiki about there there was you know some sort of uh uh, myth and legend that this was like you know the lowest appreciated or or way down on the list of uh, appreciated episodes and and it's not really um, there are episodes far lower than this one <laughs> <laughs> um, now this uh, story <laughs> features an original song which we will talk about probably at length <laughs> the ballad of the last chance saloon oh boy uh, uh, the last time that origin this is the last time that an original song would be commissioned for the series until we get our rapping ringmaster in the greatest show in the galaxy I can't imagine why they didn't commission any other original songs uh, until until the greatest show of the galaxy. I can't, and then we'd get another one with the tenth Doctor. Yes, I can't yeah. imagine why. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, moderation. 
<laughs> is something this story doesn't have. No. To this song. Um, so the, the first episode, because of course, at this point in Doctor Who history, each episode had a different name. And then the story yes. had its main title is called A Holiday for the Doctor. Now, the first and only episode of the original series to incorporate the quote unquote correct name of the Doctor as opposed to calling him Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. The next televised episode to include the name The Doctor, and I put this only here <laughs> in here only because we just reviewed it. Yeah, was the 2005 episode The Doctor Dances. Look at that! Yeah, it's like the, all the stars aligned, um, and we uh, we made it to this original song that we just heard over and over again. Anyway, yep. Anywho, that's very that's very cool that we just reviewed that. That's so weird. Synchronicities, man. Synchronicities. Check yes. out that show, Hellier. Ooh, what's that on? Oh, Hellier. Have I not talked about Hellier on here? No. Um, okay, so H E L L I E R. I had trouble spelling it the first time, so it took me forever to find it. But it is a five part web series. Um, well, it's a documentary, but it, they released it on the web. Um, so you can find it on YouTube. It's actually on Amazon Prime. Um, and it's uh, uh, four people who. Um, go looking for some kind of odd occurrences. There might be some sort of like cave goblin type thing going on in this town of Hellier, Kentucky. And what they wind up finding is way stranger. And there's some just bizarre synchronicities uh, involved. It's a very fascinating watch. It's really well done. And the people who do it are actually just really cool people in general. So uh, interesting. Um, I highly recommend it. If you like the paranormal, if you like something a little weird and creepy to watch, definitely check out Hellier. Yeah, and it all came out this year. There's one, two, three, four, five episodes. Yep. Yep. They're all about about an hour each, 57 to, you know, 61 minutes, somewhere in there. Interesting. Yeah. Highly recommended. In fact, I think you can actually download the episodes directly from their website if you want to just stick it on a device and watch. Granted, they're high quality, so it's a couple gigabytes a piece. Right. Just be aware. It also know. appears to be on YouTube. Yes, yeah. It's on YouTube, it's on Amazon Prime, it's it's in a few places as well as their own website. Very much worth the watch. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. But anyway, Taylor? Yes. You have a world-famous synopsis for us, and we would appreciate hearing it. Oh, boy. Are you ready for this? I am. Okay. Well, the Doc and his team have traveled to <laughs> Tombstone, only to get mixed up in bad history. Can they all escape safely without getting shot down? And just enjoy the music at the Last Chance Saloon. No, seriously, watch out for the ballad, because it's in all four episodes, and it's totally going to get stuck (laughs) in your head. In fact, think of the gunfighters as a Greek tragedy complete with chorus. Oh, boy. Oompa Loompa. Yeah, dude, when you said that, I was like, oh, my God, you're totally right. And then I went, wait, is Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory a Greek tragedy? Uh, I I assume it is now, now that you've mentioned that. It might be, because obviously bad stuff happens to people. Yikes. Yikes. So, so, um, yeah, the the gunfighters. Yes. Um, I mean, (laughs) I mean, where do we start here? Well, we could just start with the ballot and get it out of the way. Yeah, I think we have to. There's two, like, glaring things in this, uh, in this serial that are just man, oh boy! And the first thing you notice is uh, that we we only have one song that plays through the entire uh, four part 
series. Yeah, I'm not even sure there's even any incidental music. No, I started listening like really closely. This is it. It is the only song. And that even goes for when they play the, um, they make Dodo and Steven play it. uh, The Clantons make them play it on the piano. Yes. It's the same song. Well, and and here's the thing is like all throughout, at least the first part, it might be the first two parts or maybe part and a half. Mm-hmm. It's literally like just like the first couple verses. Yes. And you hear it just over and over and over again. And it's just like, and then all of a sudden something will happen in the story. And then um, the, the actress who plays Kate uh, in the show would come on and basically sing about what just happened in the story. Yes. Um, and then it winds up becoming, I mean, I mean, really like epic ballad length because it covers all four parts. Yes. It's, it's interesting, but also my, here are my notes. Hey, this song from episode one is a banger. Oh, yeah. oh, it's just going to continue happening. Yep. Still going. You're a dead man. Song plays. We're going to hang your friend. Song plays. Whoa. The song changed. What is this? The Oompa Loompa song now? Uh, so that's those are all my notes. Okay, on the, uh... okay, okay. So, so in that case, I have to share mine because it has a similar progression. <laughs> um, because mine starts with, okay, we get it with this last chance saloon ballad. Yeah. Oh, and then Steven and Dodo sing it too, right into the cliffhanger. Yes. Which would be the end of part one. And I go, <laughs> and then it's suddenly, I won't lie, I don't like this song. <laughs> and then it's JFC exclamation point. I'm really sick of this song. And then I'm I'm kind of coming into like the the glum acceptance of it. It's like okay, the song is just a bunch of effing exposition now. <laughs> but then I go, okay, so what other Doctor Who stories would slash wouldn't benefit from a song? Oh, like you we know what would we could make that entire episode. We could make it like a game show. I think it would just have been funny if they had done it in um, a town called Mercy. <laughs> oh my god! Just because. <laughs> All these new Who fans going, oh, this is an interesting choice. What a choice this this is. This is weird. I don't know what other episode. But like like what would be what would just be the most off the wall? It's like you wouldn't get like the ballad of Shada. (laughs) What about the the ballad of uh of Kinda? (laughs) Oh oh, oh, you had to go there. Yeah, dude. The Ballad of Earthshock. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that's sad. I'm sad now. Not the really. Ballad of Resurrection of the Daleks. There you go. I like that. Sung <laughs> by a Dalek. Look, we've already got a DJ in that story, so why not? Yeah, very. True. Oh no, that's Revelation of the Daleks. God damn. Oh shoot, that's right. Too many of the Daleks. Too many. <laughs> Too many of the Daleks. If you have thoughts of what would make a horrible ballad of episode or ballad of underworld, uh, tweet at us, please. Yes, at the podcast. That would be great. Um, the other, like, just glaring, like, WTF thing that is just going on throughout this episode mm-hmm. are these southern accents. Yes. They are all over the place (laughs) and it's i'm not sure what the direction was for these people was it 
okay, you have to sound American. Yeah. So some of and them you're, sounded and you're like in a Western. Yeah, some of them sounded like they were from like Canarsie, like they were from New York. Like, what is happening? <laughs> they sounded like my mom. <laughs> it's just like what? <laughs> what is going on? And then some of them, one of them sounded Australian. A little bit. It's just like this is so ridiculous, and they cha- they would change just oh, all they, the time. They, yes, they totally would. I noticed that, especially I think with the Clantons. There, for a while, I'm like, mm, they're really making an effort to you know not just sound British, and then all of a sudden, somebody would just say something that, and, and it's like right in the middle of the word, like their instinct, their whatever it is, British instinct would would be like, no, the vowel does this. And it's like, but but I'm acting. Yes. And you could see this internal struggle of trying to say the word, but but you know, a little bit of Britishism coming out in yeah. the middle of it. Oh it um, was a it, can I can I just add one bit of uh nitpick uh to this and I don't know why I got fixated on this and I'm I'm looking for exactly where I've got Oh, it's probably down in my miscellaneous. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So in in the song, in the ballad of The Last Chance Saloon, um, there is mention of a ragtime piano. Um, and I, I, for some reason, that line jumped out at me, and I was like, wait a second. I mean, this is the 1880s. I don't think ragtime came out until later than that. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, well... I don't know my musical, my, you know, my, my late 19th century musical right. styles very well. So I looked it up really fast and sure enough, ragtime music uh, as a genre didn't start until 1895. Well, well, well. And, and the okay corral and all that tombstone stuff, I think was 1880s. Huh? Well, I mean, let me see. Can I click, can I click the gun uh, leading up to a gunfight at the okay corral happened in 1881. There you go. Okay. Well, there you go. Fair enough. So the the song is completely wrong. Ragtime didn't even exist. It's even worse than it was before. There you go. Ugh. <laughs> um yeah, so the the accents in this, if you just want to listen to not how to not do a southern western american accent, ugh, you should watch this. Well, um, and let's not forget the tombstones in Arizona, which is Oh, Technically yeah. in the south, but not the southeast. Right. <laughs> they know what they did, which is not good so. accents. Um, <laughs> so let's let's uh, circle on back here to the the structure and the story here. Obviously, it's a western. Uh, the doctor has a toothache. Where I mean, he's just his he's just covering his mouth for like an episode and a half, pretty much. Um, and then I also noticed he's just kind of doing it throughout. The entire series, or serial, he's just oh, always God. touching his mouth. <laughs> I'm like, stop it! I'm I'm trying to figure out why he can't just regenerate a tooth. Uh, I, I so I love when he's like, oh, do you have any uh, th- something to numb the pain? I'm like, go to the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, the TARDIS should have been able to fix this. I feel you would think, but I mean, whatever. It's fine. I get it. <laughs> Um, man, this Doc Holiday is just, um, I don't think he a was piece of work. Yeah. He's, he, he was terrible. <laughs> the acting or, or Doc Holiday as a person. Doc Holiday is a person. Oh yeah. 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 Like I don't, I, I mean the, the whole big thing is it's a whole big misunderstanding because 
the doctor who is referring to himself as the doctor goes to Doc Holiday and people go, hey, the doc's over there. And it's like, it's the doctor, but it's not Doc Holiday, but they keep calling him Doc. So everyone's confused and they want to kill him. And I wonder if this is I wonder if this is why later incarnations of the doctor don't like being called Doc. Oh, you know what? That would be that great. just hit me. That'd be that's a great callback. <laughs> what else didn't he like being called? There was some pops pops. Woo. <laughs> Doc pops. Doc pops. What is this? A doctor who ice cream treat? Yeah, apparently. All right. Oh, boy. But uh, yeah, the, I mean, there's a lot of uh, terrible misunderstandings going on throughout this. Um, I mean, this was uh, story and structure. Typical Western. Oh, yeah. With uh, a little bit of Doctor Who flair. Um, <laughs> man, I, I love that just Stephen is Stephen is so ridiculous. Oh, I, I'm sorry. When 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 Stephen and Dodo realize that they're in the 1880s oh. and they're in the Wild West and they like get excited and like start swinging each other around. They're just like screaming. That alone was hilarious, but then they come dressed out like <laughs> like Marty McFly getting ready to go back to eighteen eighty. Yes, absolutely. Like I was I was waiting for one of the Clantons to question Stevens, you know, footwear choice. They never said anything though. No, they didn't. Well, they didn't have Nikes in the sixties anyway. But, but also, I mean, like they were just like ridiculous people. Oh, completely ridiculous. Yeah. But this is very. I mean, if you remember Back to the Future three. Yes. And the duds that Marty wore. I mean, yeah. that, that was Steven through and through. Uh, love it. <laughs> I love that. Trail. I love every single uh, movie in that. That's one oh, of my favorite. Same. That's same. one of my favorite trilogies. Absolutely. And the music is. Oh, incredible. I love it. Remember when they had the uh, animated series and they'd travel on the, the train? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the, the Back to the Future NES games? No, that okay. I, I mean, it sounds familiar, but no, I feel like I remember the SNES game. Uh, Could be wrong. The SNES game. I'd have to look it up. Anyway. Or maybe I'm thinking of a Game Boy game. Anyway. <laughs> Happy 30th birthday, by the way, Game Boy. Yeah. Oh, well, Game Boy. Anyway. All right. Um, Man. Yeah. So it's a basical, typical Western story. Um, yeah, and I, I spent I spent most of the first part trying to go. Okay, who's that again? Yeah, there was kid? a lot of as old who a classic who does a lot of moving parts coming in, and then actually there's even more moving parts because we're like introduced to uh, I I think a brother and then another brother and then um and then Johnny Ringo. Yep. So it's like we. We're just adding more and more people as we go on. I don't I, even I know what Wyatt Earp's deputy's name was. Oh, I don't remember, but I think one of them was one of the, like Earp's brother. Yeah, one of them was Earp's brother, but like the main guy who's with him at the beginning. I have oh. no idea who that is. Oh, isn't that just Bat Masterson? Is it? I think so. Well, Bat Masterson is with Earp at some point. What a name. Story. I know, right? Bat Masterson. FBI. That had to have been short for something. Yes, yeah. it was Bat. It was Bat Masterson. Now, you you figure there's just a darker, gritter, grittier version of the gunfighters, and he's in a dark alley somewhere, and it's raining. Bat Masterson. You see where I'm going with this? Yes. One of the Clanton brothers. Who, who's there? I'm 
Pat Masterson. Pat Masterson. Yeah, there you go, Masterson. I like that. Oh, man. (laughs) Historically, Bat Masterson had already left Tombstone before the gunfight. Well, there you go. Well, see, there you go. This is historically inaccurate. How dare you, Doctor? Frankly, I just think the whole Tombstone storyline has too many players in it to make a good historical episode of Doctor Who. Because, again, you're spending too much time going, wait, who's that again? Agreed. At some point, you just go, okay, these are good guys, those are bad guys, and he's like chaotic evil. Absolutely. Which would be Doc Holliday. You know what What else was, uh, I mean, very just puzzling <clears throat> about this? Both <laughs> both Dodo and Steven are apparently world-class piano players. <laughs> yeah, who knew? They, uh, they're told to do a little sing-song, and Steven's like, oh, I don't really sing, and then sings perfectly. Yep. Like a jerk. <laughs> Damn. Could you imagine if this was a real Western and he had said, oh, I don't I don't really sing well. And then he sings well. You know, the, the, the Clantons would have been like, I thought you said you didn't sing well. And then they just would have shot him for being a liar. <laughs> See, I, I well, yeah, and that, would, that would be like Deadwood accurate. Um <laughs> But, you know, I could see Stephen be like, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm really hard on myself. I'm my own worst critic. <laughs> well, you know what? That that's, And they'd be like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I feel kind of bad for you now. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, uh, do you have anything else for, I just have a lot of Caps notes going on here. Which always makes for, for some of your best notes, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, for, uh, for. For story and structure, do you have anything else? Because I think it literally just, um, yeah. Yeah, not, I mean, not really. I mean, I kind of wondered, like, if they had, if they, if they did a a 13th Doctor episode, a historical, that was basically the gunfighters. I think there, we'd have this bigger element of not having, not being able to alter history. Right. Where it seems like the original TARDIS team had no problem doing that. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, Steven tried to shoot a man. Yeah. Wait, didn't he successfully shoot a man or no? Uh, no, I don't think so. No. But I think the doctor fumbled a gun and winged one of the clans. Oh, um, okay. So I had that as a note and I went, oh, wow. But no, he actually didn't shoot. It was the real Doc Holiday from above because Steven said the d- doc, uh, the doctor didn't even shoot that gun. There is a line where he says that. Oh, okay. So that that is intact. There you go. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> um, I do lo- like the this doctor. The more he's just like a bumbling. He's just like bumbling through time. He's just an old grandpa, and people are like, "Here, put on this hat and take this gun." And he's like, "Oh, yes, I will take this gun and this hat and walk out into the street," and he just walks <laughs> away. I, 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 as much as I love your impersonation of Perry, I, I, I really kind of appreciate your, your first doctor impersonation. You do it very well. Thank you. There's, there is an element of the Peter Cushing doctor there, but I <laughs> feel like I see that kind of behavior yes. in the doctor in this episode. Yes. Yeah. He's just kind of like, Oh, take care of me. Someone, my tooth hurts. Please give me that gun and that. Well, hat. and, 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 later i think it's episode three where he's in jail he's he's really acting kind of clueless to just everything that's going on yeah Ugh. i i have to wonder though because since we're talking about the doctor i'm when 
when the doctor and Johnny Ringo interact, I really spend some trying, trying to picture Patrick Troughton in that role. I know what it would be like watching the two of them interact. It would be so strange. I really kind of wish that had happened. I know that would have been great. That would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is towards the end, but I do, I do kind of miss, and I feel like this only happened for, um, for the first and second doctor. I love that they would tell us what was coming up next. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like at the end of this, it's like, oh, we're in a civilized place. And then it's like cavemen are going to kill them next time on Doctor Who or something like that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved that. And I don't know why. It's just just, uh, you know, something to look forward to. Yeah. It's a it's a nice old fashioned teaser into, hey, here's why you should tune in next. week. Yes. Loved that. Um, I mean, we already talked about the 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 one song and. It is the only song. Yep. Besides the Doctor Who theme. Well, yes. Um, uh, let's move on to look and, th- look and feel here. I don't have anything for, like, visual effects or sound effects. Um, I mean, it kind of seemed like uh, there was that bottle breaking that was kind of cool, but, like, the mm-hmm. editing was, like, not smooth. So it was, like, he'd shoot and then the bottle would be shown and it'd still be there. And then it would explode like seconds later. <laughs> Very slow moving bullets. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I've got a few notes. I mean, for directing. Yeah. Let's talk. about This that. is directing slash set design because this town looks amazing. Yeah. I think they did a fantastic job of designing this town, which is on like a huge soundstage. It looks like. Right, as I knock over my mic here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the director really used the uh, the whole soundstage to the fullest. I feel like there was lots of cool shots going on. Absolutely. Like that that <clears throat> very opening scene in the first episode where, where it's literally shot from like under the wagon looking down the street. Just yeah. to have that as an opening shot rather than like a big overhead showing the town or something. I'm like, that was just a really neat choice. Yes. Yes, it um, was. This had to have been a huge soundstage to build that much town and have horses running through it. Yes. Oh, yeah. The horses. Yeah. The horses. You know what? That was also very cool. I didn't. I completely forgot about that. I was going to write a note about the horses. But yeah, it had to have been gigantic. Totally. And it, it looked vast too, which was amazing. It does, it does, which which was really well done. And and I'm not only impressed by by the size and the scope of the set, but when you have indoor sets, yes, you know when they're in like Doc Holiday's or uh, yeah Doc Holiday's place or something, it it's really detailed. Yes, you know there's there's stuff on the shelves. There's you know lamps and bookcases and accoutrements and everything everywhere. It's it literally like they must have like emptied the prop department. Also, giant trees <laughs> and giant trees. When they go to, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna hang your friend," and he's like, "Oh, go ahead, I don't care." Uh, no, that's not true. That's not what happens. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like they're outside the the jailhouse, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just it. It, it's honest it's totally on a set it's not they didn't go outside they're not in a rock quarry it's great yeah and and especially with you know 1966 cameras you would be able to tell what was outside and what was inside if you had a oh yes absolutely it would be it would be a vast 
I also I also love the giant tooth outside of Holiday's place. Thank you for bringing that up because I really would love to know whatever became of that giant tooth prop. Oh yeah, I would I mean, too. Is that still sitting in a BBC warehouse somewhere? It has to be, or it was like reused for I don't know, like they made it into a puppet or something. <laughs> sure, I don't know for like why not? What is that show called? Blue Blue. Uh... What is that? Blue Peter. Blue Peter. Yeah. They I was get... about to go Blue's Clues. I'm like, wait, that's not BBC. No. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Blue Peter. They they made a tooth puppet and kids of that era were just, oh boy, never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, uh, set design was great. I, the, I, I thought all the costuming was great. Even I even thought Dodo's uh, outfit was, was fantastic, even though it was mm-hmm. just very hokey, but it was great. I thought everybody looked really cool. Um, I actually think, in my opinion, I think that Johnny Ringo looked the coolest. Yeah, although I, I have to admit, you know, for for the, the doctor just wearing his normal outfit, the addition of the hat really is a nice touch. He honestly, they just put the hat on him, and I was like, oh, he looks like he belongs in this era. Right? Yeah, which I thought was very strange, but also, hey, pretty cool. It works. Yeah. <laughs> um, shall we get to our, our cast here? Yes, let's. So so the doctor has a toothache. Um, I loved when he goes to Doc Holiday and he's like, all right, open wide. And he puts on, like, I don't even this, know what this face is. I know. This, this face he pulls is just amazing. It's amazing. It's just like. I don't even know what reference I could make to, but it looks like he he is being forced by an invisible entity to open his mouth. Yeah, there we go. That's I think that's good enough. <laughs> it's um, like an open wide and a cringe all at the same time. Yeah, I mean we see in the beginning of this. I actually didn't write a note about this, but I'm remembering he just is just like, yeah, no duh, we're in. We're in the Wild West to Dodo and Steven. He's just very, he's just had it already. Yeah. He's well, just, he's he's probably just grumpy from the tooth pain, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> he, he's, he's like, where are we? And he, he's like, go look. <laughs> he's just so upset. Yep. Um, but Grumpy Sir Doctor is Doctor grumpy. Is yep. <laughs> and I mean, he also, I mean, he does... He does care for his companions as always. Oh yeah. Um, I do love. He's like, I should go out there and s- help Stephen and and White Earp's like, no, don't. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, uh, they're gonna hang my friend. We should, we should uh maybe do something soon, please, for the love of everything. Uh, Dodo, I I just have a couple of notes. What do you have for the doctor before we get the Dodo? Oh, um. Boy, I've got a lot of um, I got a lot of the same ones. I, I I love that it you know toward the end he becomes deputy doctor. Yes, and after um, after poor Charlie the the bartender uh, bites the <laughs> dust and gets gets sung about. Um, and and I think this is the beginning of part four, and they've they've covered up his body, and. The doctor has an exchange with, I think, Earp and Masterson, um, and I think Stephen might be there too. And then they all leave, and 
And the doctor just kind of like takes a moment to think and he goes to put his hand on the bar and he puts his hand on the corpse instead. And he goes, Ooh, yes. He was like, Oh, dead things. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But that was, you know, that's all I had. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Well, so with Dodo, um, my first note is, man, she can really play the piano. Yep. Um, and I also love that she has no problem leaving Steven at gunpoint. She's just like, I'm going to go upstairs, and he's just being held against his will. There there are definitely a few uh, instances in this story where it's like, no reasonable person would behave that way with 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 weapons around. What are you doing? Yeah, it was. Jeez. Uh, well, I mean, there oh, were yeah. no weapons around then. Well, true. And she finds one later. Yes, <laughs> and I love when she when she's trying to get um, Doc Holliday to take her back to Tombstone, and she's like, "I shall try not to kill you. I'll aim for your arm." <laughs> and then he pulls a gun on her, and she immediately yeah. faints. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh man oh i i really for a while i was like man is 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 dota supposed to be american or is she just doing a really good accent and then finally i was like oh no 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 That's, there's a there's some slight british accent yeah there. just I, I can hear it just a little bit um I, I thought dodo was pretty enjoyable throughout this entire even though like most of her storyline was spent sitting in a room with doc holiday and kate bishop <laughs> Right, yeah, I'm sure. Here's here's the writers doing her a disservice. Oh, let's just you know, she's she's captured. Yeah, she's stuck in a room. You know, I know she spends a little bit of time kind of bonding with Kate, but um, I don't feel like it comes to yeah. much payoff, at least. No, not really. Um, yeah, and then she's taken to a different town, and then we finally, you know, get back together. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love the fake names the doctor gives everyone, and I love that Steven's middle name is Regret. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is very funny. Um, Steven. Dodo DuPont. Dodo DuPont and Steven Steve Regret. Regret. Very funny. Um, I don't have any uh, notes for Steven. I, uh, I've i got a couple. I mean, I thought he was fine in this story. Um, he definitely served the. Oh, I'm. I'm going to be a tough guy. No, I'm not. Uh, Nick, yes. Kind of uh, trope there. Um, yeah, that's really that's really all I've got. Well, I, I, I think I had a bit of a laugh at him at the very beginning of the first episode, suggesting that, you know, having having a sweet, a sweet uh, cause the doctor's toothache. Yes. And I'm like, look, dude, I, I got a house still packed with Easter candy. It, it it takes more than one sweet to give you a toothache. Um, but I, I Stephen, I feel in this story, and I might be reaching with this comparison just a little bit, reminds me a little bit of um, um, Ian in the uh, Doctor Who and the Daleks movie. Oh wow, absolutely. Okay, One. it's not just me. Where he's he's like, oh yes, I'm I'm the cool debonair guy. Whoa! Yes, yes. Oh, which reminds yeah. me, we have to watch the second movie of that. We do, we do. We'll get there. <laughs> we've, we've got we've we've got till 2020 until we get some new Doctor Who. So hooray! 
Got plenty of time. By the way, by the way, everybody out there, I hope you got your Gallifrey One Rooms. Oh, yeah, Gall- Gallifrey One Rooms. We, know, we got Laura them. to score yours, and God love you, Anna, managed to score uh, one for the rest of us. Yeah, we did. Uh, connection got too slow, and it was like, mm, nothing, mm, nothing. Mm, nah, crap. Yeah. Yeah. But we we got we're we'll be in in the hotel, everyone. We Don't will. worry. We will. You'll see us up early, hopefully, either recording or drinking um, a coffee nut latte. Big, big, tall coffees, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, Steve. Steve. Yes, yeah, he was Steve, the bumbling. Um, buffoon well actually i don't yeah. even know if he was the bumbling buffoon i think the bumbling buffoon in this was charlie oh gosh yes but let me give one more steven input right here because in part four in, i'm pretty sure it's part four and he's being um uh still held by the clantons um and who who shows up was it erp's brother it was erp's to, brother to to like give some sort of news to the clantons it was then. basically like my brother's dead and we're we're gonna have a shootout at the at the corral, right? Which is funny. Why would you like say, "Hey, <laughs> let's go have a shootout"? Uh, I'm uh, out of here now. Don't kill me. Yeah. But he was like, you know, he to Stephen, he's like, uh, uh, "Do you want to come with?" He's like, "Yeah, I want to go with you." And then a whoop, shock, and he's like, "But I can't." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he couldn't go. They wouldn't let him. No. Um. No, sorry, Stephen. Sorry, Stephen. Uh, Doc Holiday. Let's talk about Doc Holiday. Oh, crazy eye Doc Holiday. He's a dentist, and that's it. Nope, nothing else. Yep, just wants to live peaceful like with his cake. Yep, I I did laugh really hard at the, and you know, in my whole laugh, I never killed a friend. He's just so <laughs> mad at Wyatt Earp that he's just like, you know, I've never killed a friend in my entire yep. life, but I will. Um, uh, yeah. What I thought other? it was. I thought it was nice of him not to charge the doctor. Yes, his first his first client. That whole <laughs> scene is like it's so weird. Like it's it's the doctor and Doc Holiday and Kate Bishop, and they're just like <laughs> just like laughing at this guy. It's like, aren't you? I mean, can you at least try to? Where's your bedside manner? Uh, it, I think somewhere at the bottom of that whiskey bottle. Yep, I think so. Um. <laughs> Also, I mean, while we're talking about Doc Holiday, I love every scene where ever anybody thinks that the doctor is Doc Holiday, and he's like, "Oh no, I don't, I don't drink. Oh, I never touch the stuff." And it's mm-hmm. just like they're like, "You're lying. You're a liar." And I, well, not <laughs> not only that, but I think in uh, in the what is it in the in the Time Meddler with the meddling monk, he totally has some mead. So. Yeah, you drink alcohol, Doctor. Yeah, that's true. Maybe not true. often, but you do. That's true. Doctor. <laughs> um, Doc Holliday, man. He was just um, killing dudes left and right. Yeah. He's got a pretty hefty kill count, I feel. He does. I actually made a point of paying attention to the body count in this story. Oh, really? Yes, it's down in my miscellaneous notes. I was like, oh, hey, you know what? This is a Western. People are going to die. Let, let's start counting how many it is. How many was it? It was actually only eight. Huh. It seemed like it would be more, huh? Yeah, you'd think so. There was a lot of shooting going on. We'll get to these death scenes. Well, yeah, that that whole part four in that shootout, that there was a lot more bullets flying than bullets hitting. I mean, I, I think these guys yeah. trained with the troopers. Oh, man, it was like, 
Yeah, they were doing the thing that I see in movies where, like, instead of shooting the gun, they're like, they're like thrusting it forward in the air and shooting. Oh yes, yeah. And I'm like, I've never shot a gun, but I'm pretty sure that's not what you're supposed to do. I I have shot a gun, and that's absolutely not what you're supposed <laughs> okay, to do. Okay, well, um, it doesn't help your trajectory. It doesn't help your aim, and if anything, it's going to kick the gun back and smack yourself in the head. <laughs> oh Old man. Steady. That would have been great. Boom, bong, and just knocks himself out. They all just knock themselves out. <laughs> the body count is like two. Oh, man. Oh, goodness. Um, Doc Holliday, he seems like a little a little slime ball, honestly. Yeah. Um, Although, now that I think about it with Doc Holliday, you know what? I'm not sure, because he basically in, implies that he shot a guy just to get his meal. Yes. When they've left town. I'm not sure if I counted that in the body count, so it might be nine. Well, he just shot him. He might not be dead. He's dead. Okay, sure. <laughs> dead. He's dead. He's probably dead. Um. Yeah. I mean, Doc Holliday. I thought the guy who played Doc Holliday was fine. Mm-hmm. I thought he was he was a fine actor. Had a nice nice crazy face. Yeah. Just like <laughs> ooh. Um. Oh man, I thought I had another one of his. Oh wait. Never mind. That's uh we'll get to Johnny Ringo in a bit here. Kate Bishop, I don't have any other notes besides when she comes in and see and sings, she takes over for Steven. These Clanton brothers go absolutely insane. Yeah. They well, lose their minds. Yeah, they do. It was so cartoon wolf seeing a pretty lady oh, that's a visual it yep. was just like that's what was happening it was they were just losing their minds um she is she is the beatles of the 1880s <laughs> yes i also thought, a bunch of teenage girls i did love that um when she's like i'm going back to where where all those we because they they just sent the doctor with holiday's gun and his hat and his gun is also like says this is Doc Holiday's gun on the side of it apparently, yep. Yep. Um, property of Doc Holiday and being like Jim Short letters. Yeah, and she goes, "I'm gonna go back to that place where we just sent that guy to get killed." Yeah, and it's like, wait, what? And yeah, I and that's when she sings and I guess calms everybody down. I didn't re- couldn't really get a gauge on what uh what she was what her deal was. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I really don't have a lot of notes on Kate. I mean, I I think the actress did a fine job. Yeah, you know, no no complaints there. But literally, like, oh, she's all full of sass. Oh yes, she's very <laughs> very sassy with with everyone. Um, I thought her and uh and Doc Holliday had some good scenes together. I thought they played yeah, off each other definitely. really well. Uh, even if it wasn't a creepy, we're gonna pull this guy's tooth out of his head. <laughs> uh, but you know, they had some great stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have the Clantons bunched up as one person. Same. Um, yeah, they're just you know typical Western bad guys. Yep. I mean, there's some some parts where it's like I I, I don't really know what's what's going on here. Like, are they bad guys? But yes, they are confirmed bad guys. I did love how they played off of each other. I always love like the the uh, the old Western banter. That happens. I love when they went to go to get their brother out of the jail before they yeah. shoot the shoot the erp. I I love that whole scene. Um, yeah, I mean they were pretty nondescript brothers. One of them was in charge, and they had a dad. I don't know. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's a Paul Clanton. There's a there's a Paul Paul Clanton. Um, you got anything for the Clantons? I mean, that's that's really all I had. I think at one point, at one point, like they almost like in harmony, like all say alive. That is yes, alive, like, alive. Like, that is all at once, and I'm like, oh, oh, you're a boy band now. Yes, that was. I have that as a note. Live, that is. Also, they are the ones that had accents that were all over the place, and very all. Over there's the place. no way they were brothers because they all had different accents. Uh, <laughs> Unless they all happened to just been born in different towns. Maybe it could happen. Not impossible. It's very true. Um, Wyatt Earp was this guy was uh, he was in my opinion the star of the show. Yeah, I loved this Wyatt Earp. Um, so good. Like I, I knew immediately in the first scene. I went, "This guy's gonna be great. He's gonna be just a good character that I'm gonna enjoy watching." And I mean, if you watch this for one thing besides the the hit song, <laughs> I would say you gotta watch it for Wyatt Earp because this guy's great. Hit song meaning you're gonna want to hit yourself to get it out of your head later. Well, speaking of that, um, I did love. <laughs> When Wyatt Earp walks up behind one of the guys that's trying to hang Steven, yes. and he just clocks him over the head yes. with the uh, with the butt of his gun, and some woman who was about to watch a man be hung screams bloody murder. She yes. loses her absolute mind, and we never yeah. see this woman, uh, but it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, she she's the one extra who is like, oh, you you'll know when I'm on screen. <laughs> there I am. Yep, there are no, my vocal I, cords. Where, where where would we would we put that uh, 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 that clone oh, on, on, on the Doug and Smash? Scale? Well, if the woman's reaction was any indication, uh, Wyatt Earp hit that man to death with one blow. <laughs> so I I'm fine with putting it on the uh, on the Doug and Smash meter. I okay. would give it. I mean, are we are we saying that he killed this man? Uh, you know, it, it, realistically, I, I don't know that you could legitimately kill someone with a single. Oh well, he didn't kill from a pistol. You know, he didn't kill him because that was one of the the Clantons. Yeah, it was stuttering McClanton. Right? Yeah, he put him into the jail cell, and that's who they went to so, go get. Okay, so okay. he didn't actually kill him. Didn't but, kill him. Um, I'm gonna say I'll give it like a three and a half. Okay. If he had killed him, it would be a a, a fifteen. <laughs> wow, wow! Because it's true. We have to we have to judge the smash, not the reaction. To yes, it. yes. Because uh, I think I think I think the reaction to it puts it up at like a twelve. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm probably a little bit more on the four and a half range because he did do some pretty decent sneaking up on him. Yes, yes, he um, did. I'm He's... admittedly kind of factoring that into it a little bit. So yeah, that's 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 where I'm coming from on that Fair one. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm I'm not 100 percent convinced though that Wyatt Earp's mustache is real. Oh, I don't think it was real. It was impressive. I just don't. think Yeah, it was real. I don't think it was a very good fake mustache. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up right now. I'm just gonna okay. I'm gonna bring it bring up his mustache and just look at it in all of its glory. He is like really far down on the uh on the billing here. Yeah. What is this nonsense? Are you on what Tardis Wiki? Yeah. Okay. 
Oh, man. Yeah, dude. That's a mustache. Right? That's great. I love it. Anyway. Oh, man. Charlie, man. This, yeah. What's he, up, Charlie? He's just like, oh, he's he is the uh, the crapster, if you will. And he, he always is like, oh, I, I don't know if you should do that because I heard these guys are going to do that. Mm-hmm. Where'd you hear that? Oh, I didn't hear it from nobody. So he's like one of those, like, oh, okay, you're just, yeah, you're just he's here just to stir it up. I, I literally have a note saying this barkeep just wants to watch the world burn. He does absolutely, and he watches his own world burn as Johnny Ringo shoots him. <laughs> Can I just say that might actually be one of the most cold-blooded deaths in Doctor Who? Yeah, he just is like, I'm done with this. Yeah, he's just like, whatever, plug, boom. Um, now we have to, we do have to question his, you know, reliability, not just on the fact that he is a pot stirrer, uh, we'll, we'll say pot stirrer cause yes. you know, trying to stay a little family, family friendly here, but early in, I think it's part one, I'm pretty sure it's part one, you know, he comes out and he's like, Oh, it's quiet tonight. And you kind of look at the door and the windows and it's bright sunshine out there. <laughs> uh... Like really? So, uh, a yeah. little okay. fun note for Charlie here, played yes. by played by David Graham. Okay. Um, he regularly provided a Dalek voice. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, nice. Very cool. Did it, did it happen to list any particular episodes? Nope. Just says Dalek voice. He was randomly a Dalek every now and Let then. Let me see. Main actor still with us. That's great. Okay. Um. Let's see. Um. Oh, the Daleks, Dalek Invasion of Earth, The Chase. Okay. uh, Mission to the Unknown, The Dalek Master Plan. Nice. uh, As well as the Dalek movies. Hey. Doctor Who and the Daleks and Daleks Invasion of Earth, 2150 AD. Well, cool. Very interesting. Very cool. Definitely exposed to his work. Yeah. And the pictures of... uh, him at a much older age holding a Dalek. That's great. <laughs> nice. Thanks, Tardis Wikia, for being <laughs> for being a friend. Better than somebody being like, "Well, we need a picture for him." Well, how about when he's face down on the bar? <laughs> Man, yeah, uh, Johnny Ringo. Who uh, this dude was like, "I need to do an accent." Nah, I'm good. Uh, so kind of like Sean Connery in any of his movies. Yes, it was great. Uh, Johnny Ringo was fun. Uh, uh, he just shows up in the town. I love that it's like a character we we don't know about until I think is it the third episode, which is entitled yeah. Johnny Ringo, and yes. then we just start mentioning Johnny Ringo like it's no tomorrow, and then he shows up and he just causes um quiet havoc, <laughs> all manner of mayhem. Yes, he's shooting people. Um, he wa- he is in town because he has tracked Holiday here and. This is kind of when everybody starts to realize that the doctor isn't Doc Holliday, mainly because I think Charlie also goes, you guys, that's not Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday killed somebody else. And they're like, wait, what? You know, so whatever. Well, and, and didn't Johnny Ringo also have a thing with Kate at one time? Yes, apparently okay. so. We are told through song. Um, As with almost everything in the story. Yes, we're told through the uh, lyrics of song. Um, but he wants Holiday all for himself, but he, he also kind of forms a alliance with the Doctor and 
uh, Steven to get Dodo back. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very brief alliance. But, um, yeah, um, man. I-, I love that he this dude seemed very like he was a very big deal. And uh, Doc Holliday just guns him down real quick. Yeah. And he, my favorite was he goes, uh, I can't remember what Doc Holliday says, but his reply is, I will next time. And then he dies. And it's like, wait, what? Is Are you going to be reincarnated right now? What's well, that? Yeah. I mean, obviously, we're getting some of his philosophical view of the world. Yes, apparently yeah. so. At, and I mean, uh, do you have any... he regenerates off screen and he's a time lord. Oh, man, that would have been cool. And then he is Patrick Trout. <laughs> Things get really weird. Oh, man, that would have been amazing. Do you have any, <laughs> do you have any notes for uh, for old uh, Johnny Ringo here? Um, n- not anything that we haven't already covered. All right. Um, uh, I will say that we did mention Johnny Ringo uh, um, getting shot and dying. Um, these, man, these death scenes were just top-notch hilarious. <laughs> they were so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, like, this, this, um... I thought the ending to this was really weird. How like, so? Just the fade out after they leave the Old West. It's just like, all right, bye, and then fade out. I thought that was strange. It is, it is kind of a quick departure. It was weird. Or, yeah, there's a very short denouement. Yeah. Um, do you have any miscellaneous notes, Taylor? That we, uh... Yeah, I, I think the only thing that I would add, because um, I've kind of been picking and choosing as we've gone. I mean, eat one, obviously, was the West really that sweaty or was it just the stage? <laughs> um, but I do appreciate that we get the the old uh, Doctor Who gag, courtesy yes, of Batman. I did love that. Yeah. Yes, quite right. Yes, that was <laughs> that was very good. I did enjoy that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that that was it. I mean, other than, you know, picking apart the ragtime reference and going, oh, yeah, there are moments where British accents slip through. But Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, what would you say about the uh, behind the couch scale here? Frankly, I don't think the kids would find it scary uh-huh. at all. Um, I think they might. I mean, having to sit for basically a hundred minutes Ooh. to yeah they, they might wish for better pacing and i'd be honestly i'd be very curious if they were to watch it i would want to know if they even notice the song oh man if they would even pick up on it just how often it's being used and and if they do what their reaction to it i would be more interested in that yeah as a reaction i just uh yeah Ooh, that song that's scary enough. I would hide behind the couch if I had to <laughs> listen to that song ever again. Um, I guess, would you recommend this, Taylor, is my next uh, question. Here. You know, I I was excited to see that you had picked this because I feel like this is one of those stories that, that always gets mentioned in conversation at some point or comes up in some sort of uh, discussion of classic who at right. some point. And so I, I was thrilled that we were doing it. Um, I, uh, I, I don't know. I still don't feel like I've seen enough first doctor stories to say, yeah, this is one of the better ones. You should see it. I mean, I think, I think it's worth seeing. Yeah. I think if you go in going, okay, I'm going to hear this song a lot. 
you can kind of prepare yourself for it. Unlike us who are just like, Oh my God, what is happening? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, I think on the whole, if nothing else, I mean, it's worth watching for some of the characters. It's worth watching for um, just how impressive the sets are. Yes, absolutely. I would say it's worth it for that. Don't go in looking for perfect historical fact. But. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think I would uh, I would recommend this for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do like a good Western. The song is like, at, we do say it's just like, oh boy, again. Um, but it does at one point turn and it does kind of serve a purpose as a storytelling device. Um, I love the sets in this. I thought Wyatt Earp was great. Um, it was fun. It was a fun, like, it was fun. We'll just go with that. Um, so I think I would recommend this. But also, like you said, we haven't, or I haven't at least, watched a lot of uh, First Doctor stories. But um, I believe... If you would like to tell the people what we're going to... Because it's your turn, sir. It is. I feel like we're nice. going to get a little more familiar here. We are. And I, I really... I was kind of sitting here today going, Oh, God, I need to pick an episode. So I was kind of looking at some Second Doctor stories. And I, was, I was very tempted by a number of them. But unfortunately, there's a lot of the Second Doctor era that is just missing. Yeah. Um, and I was really bummed. And I was like, Oh this would be a good one or, Oh, that would be a good one. I'm trying to remember what I was, what I was looking <clears throat> at as the, like a web of fear, you know, where we get introduced to the brigadier before he's actually a brigadier. Yes. Uh, and then that one is like, Oh, well, this is technically kind of a sequel to the Yeti. I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, Oh no, the Yeti's completely missing. I'm like, well, crud. I'm like, yeah, um, oh, I really wanted to pick the Highlanders because that introduces your favorite companion. Yes. Yes, it does. Hey, yeah, good luck with that. Uh, um, I know I was really pumped because I really, I really did want to see that one. Um, so I'm like, okay, let's watch the Tenth Planet, the First Doctor's final story. Ooh. Oh, but yes. it's also the introduction of the Cybermen. Yes, and so all of it will tie into the Twelfth Doctor's final story. Yes, it will. Because we get the South Pole, 1986, the Cybermen, First Doctor, Ben and Polly. We get all of that. So we're, we're going to kind of get that story from this angle. And the only problem with it is that the, the fourth episode out of four um, is a reconstruction uh, yeah. from stills and audio. Um, and um, so this will be at least a good experiment for us to see how well we handle that. Yeah. But look, we, we, we both listen to a bunch of big finish. We both have pretty decent imaginations. I mean, I think we can, I think we can do it, but I think starting with a story that only has one episode where as, as opposed to some that are like, Oh, it's a six parter and three of them are reconstructions. Yeah. Um, by the way, I just like to say that I am currently listening to the second of the uh, War Master series, The Master of Callus. And oh, yeah, I have that as well. Um, there was a nice little sa- sale going on, nice. and um, uh, you know what, uh, Taylor? Yes. So you said you know the last episode is um, this is very interesting. Are you looking it up? So the last episode is you know is not not available like they don't have it but it looks like um 
I would have to listen. I'm I'm currently watching an animated version of Part Four. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, this is interesting. It has Russian subtitles. That's the- interesting because I watched three episodes of The Gunfighters because our copy uh, was no good uh, with I think yeah. Hungarian or Czech subtitles. This animation is really good. You'll have to send me. I'll send this to you, and maybe this might be our part four. I want to know if it has. After we we go off air here, I will. I'll turn on the volume here and see what's happening. But uh, yeah, so we're gonna watch the Tenth Planet next time. And if you have for some reason watched the uh, this animated thing that I'm currently watching, uh, man, these people should have been hired to do the uh, the actual restorations. Jeez. Oh, nice. I mean, it's not, like, fantastic, but it's still pretty it's good. good. Um, so if you have, for some reason, watched the animated and you're like, no, don't watch it, then that's fine. We'll we'll go with that. <laughs> we'll go with that. But I still might watch it anyway because it's, uh, I'm digging it. Nice. I'm dig- so, yes, the next the next time, The Tenth Planet with William Hartnell as the Doctor, Anarchy Wills as Polly, Michael Craze as Ben. It's written by Kit Pedler and Jerry Davis and directed by Derek Martinus. Yes, excellent. I'm I'm very excited for this. Um, good. Should be a good a good I just, time. I really? Yeah. As soon as I saw those original Mondasi and Cybermen, I was like, "Ooh, we got to do this one." I like these too much. Yeah, yeah. And then we also, I guess, we have to real, realize they did they find the regeneration scene. You know, if I if I remember, I think they I think they had to reconstruct it. I don't remember if they found it. I know the only reason that they that there are three episodes that are complete is that I I think two of them were found in Nigeria. Yes, I do. I feel like I, I remember that. that. There was just the one that still existed. That's so crazy. I know, right? Nigeria of all places. It belonged <sighs> to a prince. He wanted like fifteen million pounds in exchange for it. It was weird. That's very strange. I know. Get it together, Prince. <laughs> Get it together. All right. Anyway, uh, you can uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at the Podcastica. You can follow me on Twitter at JP Thrice, and you can follow Taylor on Twitter at Blue Box UFO. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify. Just search Podcastica. Rate and review us as well. Also, subscribe to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the N-O-T-L-G, uh, notlg.spreadshirt.com, buy a podcastica shirt, buy a mug, buy a tote bag, just, uh, you know, support us with wearing logos on your torso, on a shirt. I should mention that you should wear them on a shirt. Patreon.com slash N-O-T-L-G, uh, if you would like to donate monetarily and not by wearing a shirt that also has a logo on your torso, you can head on over there, and we uh, anything you donate is much appreciated. Keeps this train a rolling. So, oh, the Y axes. Goodness gracious, I almost forgot about the Y axes. How could we forget about the people who have said, "Yeah, sure, go ahead and use our music." When we're not gonna, we're not gonna charge you anything. You're just out of the goodness of our hearts. Twitter.com/slash the Y axes. Facebook.com/slash the Y axes. TheYaxes.bandcamp.com. I actually just got an alert that they released some new uh, tracks, so you should go check them out. And they, like us, are also on Spotify. That's a lot, Taylor. 
is. It's a lot but to it's say. Some good stuff. It is some good stuff. So join us again next time, episode one hundred and fifty-six. Train keeps a moving all night long, like Aerosmith said. We're going to be watching the Tenth Planet, and we will talk to you guys then. See ya. Yeah. Memers. Memers <laughs> says, "Let's do this." There's, there's our, there's our outtake for the end. <laughs> Memers is ready.